Hello and welcome in to the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by SoRare Data. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on SoRare, joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on SoRare. Today to talk about the future of SoRare football, we had a special guest. We have one actually. And everyone's like, who is it? Who could it be? And it's somebody that I told Andy, I was like, hey, I'm going to ask this guy to come on. And Andy was like, yes, absolutely. I love talking. No, I was like... Oh, I hate this. <laughs> not true. Not true. He's <laughs> all very excited. And everyone was like, who could it be? And I, I asked this person to come on for a number of reasons. One of which is he's very good at taking a broader look at so rare and understanding where we've come from and where we are now and has good ideas of what is going to come in the future. And given that that's what we were going to talk about, I think we had to have it on. So for everybody who is watching, if you could just, uh, instead of applause when he comes on, if you could just hit the like button on the video, that's always really helpful. But bringing on now, he's hiding in his in his screen, but he can come on now. We've got Quinny. Quinny's here. Quinny, thank you so hey, much. Hey, thanks for having on. me. What an intro. Thanks a lot, Laird. You're far too kind. It's It was weird because I was like, if I tell everyone Quinny's going to come, then everyone will just come and there won't be any like surprise excitement. But also now I'm like, <laughs> oh, nobody knows he's here because I just announced it now. But and Josh that's Forth, funny. unfortunately, was looking for Evaldo, <laughs> who is in Qatar, actually. So that's that why he's been really. <laughs> a live stream from Qatar. Let's let's do that. Yes. Um, I've seen some pictures of Evaldo in Qatar. It looks like he's having a good time. So. Anyway, Quinny, thank you for coming on. I have to actually say that the topic of this show was one that I, I said to Andy. I mean, I've planned this for a long time. So what was this, yesterday, Andy, that I told you the idea? Uh, it was like two days ago, yeah. Okay, so I was listening to the latest So Far So Rare podcast, Nellis's show. If you guys don't subscribe to that, you should. And he was talking with Josh Forth, who was in chat, sitting here disappointed because Evaldo isn't our fourth guest. But they were talking about the Global Cup and all the free-to-play stuff. And they kind of like casually mentioned this idea of like having like league, like domestic league competitions. And I was listening in the car and I was like, holy shit. I, like we, we might be here at the beginning of so rare possibly becoming the biggest free to play fantasy football game in the world. And if, when the Prem comes on, could so rare premier league become bigger than FPL? And then I was like, okay, I'm going a little crazy here. So I should just talk about this with other people. Quinny, do you think it's possible that SoRare, a free-to-play SoRare game could be bigger than FPL? Um, I think I think it has the potential to, for obvious reasons, but I think the, the most people that set out a fantasy team, like if you look at FPL, the kind of, you know, FPL is like gym memberships in January, you know, like starts pure high at the beginning of the season and then as the year goes on, um, it kind of tails off, but that's everyone wanted to set like a dream team for the season, you know, like, you know, or who I think is going to be the full best defense in the midfield and whatever. And as much as you can do that with like your so rare team, it's maybe not something you get from actually playing SO5 because you're playing five aside. You're just picking optimal defender, midfielder forwards, you know, so it's, it's a little bit different in that respect. But what I think like in terms of all the individual leagues, see having that connection or crossover because the FPL is just limited to the Premier League. But there's tons of fans, obviously, outside of the world that maybe they do watch the, the, the Premier League itself, maybe they don't, but everyone has their local team that they want to follow and having the potential, like if you want to play the, the, the Premier League side of things, but you'll also be bumping into all these mad Scottish people and then all these people in Japan, but most people that play with Japan cards, they're actually in America, by the way, and then all the guys in America, they're actually using cards from Belgium, and then, you know, and then that's the kind of network that uh, I will probably... Can I be jumping about? Sorry, I'm I'm Sean Newsham today. I've got the dog with the wines, um, so <laughs> forgive me. No, I like 
the the game is obviously very different. I I was basically thinking of the concept of global cup, meaning like they assign salaries to all the players and you have to pick you know eight cards within the salary cap. You play five each week. Like I think that's a very viable game for league like specific league tournaments. Like they, we know there's FPL, the Bundesliga has their own fantasy game that is not nearly as big, but it's still there. And we know that Sora have a license for the entire Bundesliga. We know they have La Liga. Did they announce Syria? I can never like remember if they actually got that or not. They did. I think right? they did. Yeah. yeah. So like theoretically they could build a, like a global cup type game for the premier league. And like the reason that, Everybody is always like when prem, when prem, when prem is because like that's the league that most people care about. And I don't care about it anymore, but like maybe I will once we get the cards. But like it just like I started thinking of this that like they really could offer this. And and I feel like we also have like also seen other people discuss the idea of like domestic league specific competitions just on Sora. We like they had the special weeklies with La Liga teams. Um, it was that game we 200 when we won like those special edition cards that turned into tickets. Like you could do that yep. for an entire season. And it's obviously a huge undertaking to offer that kind of competition. But all we know is that so rare just keep growing and want to keep doing more. And so, yeah, this idea of like, oh, so rare is now like the place to play even free fpl or bundesliga or major league soccer why not just go why not just do it can i offer a, a counterpoint please <laughs> in the form of a story <laughs> i love stories so have have any of you guys or either of you guys shilled the global cup to any of your your buddies got got them to play? yes yes what was the feedback that you you got yeah yeah, nobody was overly excited. It it was a lot of work. Like the the but like international football is a lot of work. Is the problem? Agree. Yeah, that's not a problem. And yeah. I think I think though with the budget, they didn't really make it that much work because you could buy five starters. You could buy five guys. You could buy five stars. Uh, so <clears throat> Dylan, one of uh, uh our mutual friends, he was on the podcast a couple of times. Uh. He had a friend that he had showed it to, um, and we were actually watching the U.S.-England game at a bar, and I asked him how it was going, and he busted out his phone. He was like, oh, shit, I got I to gotta log in, and then he logged in. He's like, I hate that you have to log in every single time that you want to do anything here, and I was like, well, yeah. you have the app, but he's like, yeah, I can't do anything in the app, and I'm like, you're right. You can't do anything in the app. So, okay, he finally gets logged in, and then, like, he has to, like, click around, and then finally he's like, oh, here's – I go to play, and then live, and then, okay, here's my lineup. This is what I got. And I was like, yeah, it was kind of a pain for you to just, like, show that to me real quick. And I think his opinion was, it's fine, but here's what I like instead. And he busted out the FIFA uh, – Play Plus app. I don't. Have you guys seen yeah, that? Yeah, the companion. The companion. Yeah, I used to be mad for that. So app. he busted that out, and you know, I actually downloaded it too, just to see what it was all about. And it is just loaded with like uh, sponsorships, and like they are gonna hit you with spam emails, and just like you gotta agree to like all these different things. It's like Hyundai is gonna send you emails. This group's gonna send you. Emails. <laughs> I am lined up now to get spam email from like a billion different places. But I went ahead and I just said, yeah, sign me up. Kill me. You know, like hit me, hit me with the spam emails. Yeah. So I got signed up and I started playing around with it. They have like 15, maybe not 15. They have like 10 different games on there and they're all very, different. they have like a FPL style game where it's, you choose your 11, you get four subs you have to choose a captain. You can sub guys in and out. Like it's, it is like totally FPL. Yeah. I skipped that. I skipped that one this year. Okay. Mm -hmm. They had a bracket challenge. Yeah. They had a, uh, they have like a, a quiz every day. Like a, uh, it's, it's basically a, uh, like trivia and it like asks you 
it like it today it showed you the badge of like uh uh six different teams and it was like what player am i and it was what player played for all these different teams so you have to guess the player and if you get it right it starts a streak and then that streak builds over time so like i did that and then there's a daily fantasy aspect there is uh but i don't think it's like traditional daily fantasy i think it's just like choose the uh uh players for the, from the games today that will perform the best or whatever. And it's all free to play. And then they also have a, um, like a pick them, like pick the teams, pick the scores, yeah. whatever. Sorry. I'm turning into like the biggest FIFA plus, uh, show. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, I actually thought it was kind of cool. It was like, this is offering a lot of different things in a free to play way to a user. There's lots of different little pieces to engage with. And, um, and they have a pretty slick app that like does all of these things. And I think that that's what's missing before so rare can really pop like that app. You got to be able to set your lineups. You got to be able to quickly, easily check your teams. Um, the notifications have got to be better because I get notifications that my player scored and then it shows you the base score, but not the score with the AA. Like I, the, the notifications, like the scoring is, is not accurate. Like yeah. that app has got to be. That app has got to do everything except for buy and sell cards. Because I know that that's like a, a pain point. Yeah. They can't do it because the app stores are going to take fees. Um, I think grand scheme of things, they need to get there to where you can buy cards on the app. But even if that's missing, the app needs to be able to do everything. And if they wanted to add pickums or brackets or whatever, they could add all of that extra junk or, or like what player is going to score the most points this game week and have a challenge. Like they could do all of these little things and just have these little free to play areas of engagement beyond pick five players. Do you think they will? Yeah. I think <clears throat> so before I go into that, uh, Percho here says the <laughs> FIFA plus fantasy is trash. Worst fantasy game I've ever played. So <laughs> So apparently it looks cool in the app, but did you actually play the whole fantasy game? Well, I mean, I have a F FPL style team, but it's like, it's FPL. I'll, I will not engage with it. And like Quinny said, it's like gym memberships. I'm going to sign up for it. Um, I always, I've always got buddies that are like, Hey, do FPL with us this year. And I'll like draft a team, put it in there and then like never log into it again. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Somebody, I think it was Mike Bastin, Mike, good to see you, that said, basically, my idea was like Sora Data Cup, but for individual leagues. And it's a little different, but free to play. Like, I think it's more just like Global Cup. The same thing is like, here's your salary cap, go spend whatever it is on eight players. They could even have subs. As crazy. It's crazy idea, I know. But the... I don't know. I just feel like there's a that's a better game than what they had with um, one shot where it's like or like the academy where it's just like pick five players that everyone else is going to pick and hope you get there first. And I don't know. It just seemed like they there there's a path to a really good game that's different than what we play normally. Mm -hmm. Like the Global Cup game is extremely different than how we normally play because right. we don't own the cards. And so the, I don't know what the upside is. Cause like, it is kind of weird where we're like, play the, the idea is like play the global cup, get hooked on so rare and go buy cards. But then you're actually playing a very different game than yeah. what the global cup was. Well, I mean, if they want to be free to play, they can add all of these different new aspects. It doesn't have to be just, bland vanilla this is the so rare game that everybody plays they can have other little things in there uh also Kay in chat said the server data app does all those things why would they well that was the other thing telling your buddies that oh well don't get the so rare app go get the so rare data app they're like what oh i gotta download another app too and log into that website and it, it it's it's not ideal certainly it's not, not ideal. for new people yeah i'll give you that I'll give you that much. So, Quinny, I'm going to ask you this question because Sam just asked in chat, is the future of so rare free to play? It's a funny one, isn't it? Because you guys will remember, like, maybe about a year ago or so, maybe even, I don't know, 14 or 16 months, like, they were quite strongly on the record as saying, 
We're not pushing commons. We're not pushing free to play. We would need to basically invent another company in order to do that. Um, and it feels already they've kind of climbed down off that hill already over the last, like, I don't want to say four or five months. And I think when you look at, you know, the Global Cup, right, I, I think everything about it has been great. And I think that kind of seed of a vision that you're talking about there, Laird, in terms of, like, um, how it could compete with FPL, I perhaps didn't really catch your full meaning on the first passing, but I've, I've got a better, um, I see a bit better where you're coming from now. And I think that you've definitely got the, the seed there with the free-to-play model to, so it kind of goes hand in hand again to what Black was talking about and with his buddy in the bar like and again I thought you were talking about a different app Black I was um, when I used to do Ultimate Team you you can get a wee Ultimate Team app and you can see your team and you can trade cards and all that kind of stuff it's also FIFA coins it's not real money and whatever but if I want to show you my team on that app in a bar it's two taps it's open and then tab and it's there if you know what I mean and then so like so a lot of these things actually all kind of bump into each other uh, in a roundabout way, I suppose, because if you are going to really attack that free-to-play model, and like it being five players, may actually, well, probably in my opinion, it probably would be better for the casual. You don't need to pick eleven. You don't need to worry about oh that guy suspended. If you're only focusing on five or six or seven, it's a lot easier than eleven and a bench, and then you've got a transfer budget, and then there's a window, and who did you captain, and there's a free shot, and all the crap that goes along with it. So, if it's simpler for like the kind of passive fan to even get involved with and then it's easy to engage with you know oh who's your team who did you pick and it is like it's not like oh and you're all sitting on the table saying six digits out loud for three minutes you know like yeah let me type in my two factors you know it's just boom boom and you're in and oh look who i've got hey you know so i I think you touched on like a really good point there because like the FPL game kind of sucks. Like as an actual game, I get that some people are like really into it, but the whole like, oh, they have 10 million people that play and it's like, they had 10 million people sign up. I'm not sure how many people are actually, I mean, I don't even know what game week they're in at this point. There's gotta be what, somewhere around 20, not even maybe. But like, there's no no way that that many people are like still active in that game, and it's like it's just not fun. Like you pick guys, and then yeah, the your subs. I get like I get the idea, but SO five is really simple. And like, for for me, this is all like the strength of so rare. If you know, what I mean, this is what has got me excited about it since I found it. Is it's different to all these things where it's not like if you want to do an FPL team, like if you genuinely think I can pick the best eleven players. You can't do that on FPL because you've got a transfer budget. You can't pick Kane, Salah, De Bruyne, and everyone else. You know, so but in so rare, like especially in the paid version, you can pick whoever you want. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, no one's stopping you. You can play any competition you want. You can mix and match. Maybe there's not a guy in the Premier League, but maybe there's somebody in the Bundesliga you like. So I think um, you know, like it's that that is actually part of the thing that does separate so rare and will advance it. Is that it isn't in that confined of normal fantasy football on the topic of so5 andy do you think that the biggest thing holding it back is that we all call it so5 and so rare calls it so5 <laughs> that's it's a total disconnect oh. between the company and its users yeah that's that's it that's the that's the disconnect for sure and do we start calling it so5 so5 before they call it so5 this is like one of those questions somebody would ask Tyler Adams, I feel like. <laughs> I think it's like a gotcha. You're trying to get in here. I'm, I'm going to just choose not to answer. You're just going <laughs> to... Complete the thing. That was a tremendous response. Well played. Well played. Um, top notch. So some people in chat have brought up... Um, where was this one? So... Oh, it was Mike again. Of course, Mike Baston had a good comment here. Do you guys think that they're pushing cards being collectible now with these National Series cards as they start to be like, oh, no, we have collectibles and we have this free game. And do we, as like current users who bought all of our cards and play in the regular competition, are we going to be left out in the cold? I think it's their way of like appeasing regulators and... Like just saying, hey, yeah, but I don't think that that's a core shift to their uh, like plans. 
They don't think that they're like, oh, we're going to do all this custom series stuff. Mm -hmm. We might see more of it, and there might be like that might be like little prize add-ons, but I don't think that it's like a core part of their model. Yeah, that that's fair. Quinny, do you think they're more think likely to have domestic, like specific SO5 competitions, either free to play or in the regular game, before they like split I th I, Challenger? I think limiteds. You could definitely do like divisional. You could do you could do Jupiler and limiteds. You could do um, you know Holland. You could do Scotland. I think any of the Challenger divisions at limited level, you could definitely do full competitions for tomorrow just for the amount of cards that are available and yeah. the amount of people that would actually deploy a team you know um so i think yeah there's 100 percent space for that no problem at all does it get you to buy more cards like you specifically i was gonna say on the collectible thing as well i think the world cup is just an easy kind of because like if you are going to hold you know as, as many of us do like the value of holding a card and ownership and all the main again kind of main things that make Surya different and what will set it apart from everything as things roll on. Um, I've just totally lost myself here, sorry. Um, but no, I've lost it, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I've totally lost my point. I'm still... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, so like, I think these World Cup ones are just like, it's very obvious if you were to come into Soria and, you, and people say, oh, these are nice looking cards and you can't use them and you can go, oh, okay, well, I can understand that's a World Cup card and it's this and it's that. But, Right now, if somebody comes in and you're trying to charge more for a card, and it's like, oh, why are you trying to charge more than that? Oh, that one's like, look, it's number one. Can you see that? It's a really small detail right in the top right-hand corner, or it's like there's something off of the card or something that's not obvious, you know? And then if that's like the majority of it, and to some people that will just, you know, that's not, it's just a matter of opinion. That's just a, a little freckle of a detail versus a whole item that's specifically like dressed up in such a way, you know, so... It's funny you say that because I feel like what we're actually doing is like, why is this card worth more? And it's like, well, it's because it has 174 more experience points and experience points are what you get. <laughs> and then they're just like, okay, I'm going to go play something else. Thank you for that yeah. explanation. Like, I wish XP wasn't so, so important in this game that we have to like explain it. Well, I, I, I like XP and everything again as well, but I think it's maybe just the way that it is like delivered on site in a way because like, I think a lot of people that want to play like fantasy sports or anything in general, or even buy a, a card or something like that, you're you're kind of like setting yourself up to like follow somebody and believe like, oh, this team over the next year in Missouri, we can set much longer time scales. Oh, they're going to turn it around and they're going to move up. And I think having XP kind of really does play into that. And it's something that I've always thought is a great part of it. But I think maybe, yeah, just somehow maybe the way it's delivered or whatever, it maybe hasn't quite hit the bullseye. I think, again, that's a great part of the cards is that they've got their own XP and they do have that kind of own differential. And it is the whole part of, like, owning your card and, like, getting it to level 20 and maxing it out. And it's powerful than any of yours because I've had mine longer and been yeah. rewarded and away for that. Do you guys think that we'll see more custom series cards? I hope so. Yeah. What, what kind would you like? I mean, someone, someone in chat, uh, the Bambo, it would be cool to do like an MLS draft for the season to win custom series MLS cards and something with utility for completing the collection. That might be cool. Like you complete the whole, yeah, like a cool. whole MLS team throughout the season or something and you get a limited from that team. Maybe, I don't know. Like, I think that like little things like that where you engage people to play the free to play game for a long period of time and then you give them something at the end would be a good way to, uh, uh, bring bring some of those people onto the platform have you finished yeah, i think that'd be a well easy one for MLS yeah. especially andy did you finish the usa set i did yeah do you, do you have any expectation that they will give you something because of that no like zero yeah and i, I don't i have zero expectation like people are saying things like oh well maybe they'll make it so i can use the cards or something i don't want that i think that would be bad to originally I, say that they were like non-utility cards and then like, oh yeah, well now you can use them for this special tournament or something. So I completely agree with you there, but I didn't even mean so much that. Like you have no expectation that they're like, hey, here's a USA banner for your gallery. That'd be cool, but I don't expect it. Okay. 
Do you think anyone else expects it? Sure. <laughs> I guess people always expect something. Quinny, did you collect any? Like, did you I, think no, of making I've, it like finishing a collection? I've collected some letter from rewards, but that's um, <laughs> that's been a bit. Of it. But I think they will. Like, I, I don't think they would openly again. Kind of in line to something Black said earlier. Um, but like, I don't think they would. I think if they said a oh, custom series, complete a collection, and you know something maybe going on, that stimulates purchases and market pricing and whatever, and that can go sideways quite quickly. So I, I think maybe if they were going to do something, they probably would keep it right close to their chest um, until it was obvious of like who did it naturally anyway, you know, maybe in three months from now, it's, you know, or something, I don't know, perhaps, but I wouldn't be overly surprised if they did something. Um, it doesn't need to be anything magically meaningful, you know, um, but maybe be something that would accompany the set, you know, like one more, maybe like a coach or something, you know, maybe you get the coach, if you've got the complete set as of like, the first of January next year or something, you'll get a bear halter or you'll get a whoever the coach is for the national team. Something, I don't know, it doesn't need to be amazing, you know. <laughs> and then I'm only I don't know. I'm only laughing because I'm thinking to myself, Andy, would you sell one just so you didn't get the bear halter card? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I, I trust Greg. Your I, trust... Team, I was gonna say your team trusts Greg, yeah. Yeah, Greg, good. Until 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 I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, hey, you want a Greg Bearhalter card? And I'm like, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Actually, I, I, like trying to block it. Like, I don't want that. Like, trying to block the transaction, send it, send it away to someone else. Right. You're just gonna let that thing, like this jiggling gift <laughs> box, just stay there forever. Be like Chani's old streams, where they're just there, but yeah. nothing's. You pretend nothing's there. The so for non-free-to-play stuff. Quinny, you've talked about splitting Challenger before. Do, a, do you think that happens? And then B, yes or no, do you think they make any other like changes like that to the, to the existing game in the future? I would have said no, but after the introduction of the second division like, as a region, like I really wouldn't write anything off. Um, but I do think, again, like last January, we kind of got news that they'd signed these second divisions, if you know what I mean. So... I guess there was a bit of foreshadowing ahead of that, but I don't think, like, Challenger, I don't think they can touch that again until, you know, we're saying, right, the next season, Challenger's going to look like this. So I think for at least the remainder of this season, it's probably not going to change, but it's definitely something that, that um, and maybe even the solution to it isn't chopping it up, is just releasing at limited level, especially a Jupiler division, an SPFL, a Dutch league, you know, an Austria, all the ones that have got full divisions for Croatia and whatever. Because that just naturally will then relieve a bit of that pressure. Because some of those better teams will focus on that that week because the captains get the good game or their goalkeepers better or something. Yeah, I think <clears throat> the thing that I keep thinking about is that once the prem comes on, there's nothing left to add. Like any other league, they add. You're just like, okay, it's more. But like, is there one that's missing? once they get the Prem, that makes a difference? Like, does the game even grow that much? Meaning, like, the actual number of teams that we have? I think you could add the entire South American League's MX. I think that those would... I think that there could be some popularity there. Yeah, Brazil, for sure. Yeah. If you had every Brazilian team top division, you'd be... Uh, you'd probably Remember the reaction we got from Fernabache fans when they come on? Yeah. I just imagine every Brazilian team being like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. The big question that I've had like a number of people bring up to me after after we've had like separate conversations, actually more like after Sean and I did like the whole building threshold teams for whatever, and Ben brought this up in chat. What do you guys think the future of threshold is? It's going away. Like it like it's like a hundred percent going away and it's just like a when not if, right? I think so. Yeah. I've, I hope it's not a hundred percent, but I think, um, with them just being a bigger company, like on the, you know, the, the balance sheet or whatever, it's just a huge, like 
it's just a huge liability. You know, any like you know, you got to think this company started with like twelve people, and now it's like growing. There'll be there's like obviously boards of directors, and there's people in charge of this and in charge of that, and some guys in charge of counting the beans, and that's going to be a real easy expense to get off of a sheet somewhere for somebody. Um, but I think um, for the I think for a lot of the rare and the super rare market, it's um, it's right into so much of the bedrock of the market itself. You know, in terms of how you value a rare goalkeeper and a guy that can shoot 55 every week, for example. The, so The game will be them trying to figure out a way to get rid of it without pitchforks coming out. So they'll have to offer something. Uh, there'll be, have to be some kind of compromise where they're offering points or something that act as if it were a threshold, but it's not. But like that heavily relies on everyone being dumb enough to believe it. That whatever they offer is the only thing just as good. I, I, dumb enough's not, I don't think, the right uh, phrase. But I mean, they, they they would have to make they would have to make the incentive, like the replacement, as good as getting the the threshold payment. So maybe maybe it's a card, maybe it's something um, that is equivalent. Yeah, or I mean, we forks are coming out. Yeah, I mean, we don't have it obviously in MLB and NBA. And while those games aren't like the population of players isn't nearly as big, it's working. Like, yeah. Basketball is growing. Prices are going up for a lot of players. They're introducing new competitions now that are basically, Hey, you need to buy more cards and people are buying more cards. So like the idea that, it's like unsustainable without the threshold, I think is not right. But I agree. I mean, people are going to be pissed whenever it happens, but I wonder if they... I think the only thing that kind of a halfway house is like, there's because it is outside of that. The main problem is there's not any cash spots. You know, when you're playing fantasy sports, and it's particularly a lot of the stuff that you guys talk about in the channel on the regular, like DFS and whatever, there's you can find games where the top like 500 people are maybe in the mix for different things depending on the size of the pot and the competition and whatever um so i think that's the real issue with thresholds being removed is that the regular availability of the potential win for having a good team you know um is somewhat diminished so i think like and i think that's some of the that's maybe something that they have um they've not really increased ever you know really as like it's just podium payments isn't it really you know so um, so I think that's the only way they would that they could get away with that is if like All Star pays, you know, or whatever those divisions that have like bigger uh, price pots for beef pays. Do you think that they move the threshold goalposts before they just get rid of threshold? Like, do they change it to two fifty and three hundred, or do they just rip the bandaid off and say, guys, it's going away? Well, I think that if the plan is to get rid of it, then they're ripping that Band-Aid off. Yeah. I mean, don't we know that the plan is to get rid of it? Not, I, well, yeah, I guess we do. They've been quite coy in their wording around a lot of it whenever yeah. they're asked about it. You know, it's like, definitely not for this time, definitely not for that time. It's right, foreseeable future. Uh-huh. It's always quite coy and like, you know... Um, so I think it's just that. But again, that's why I said earlier, I hope it's not 100%, because I do feel that also, like, I don't think it's probably even that big a burden for them in reality, you know, um, for how much it does, like, create, um, like, auction value and stuff like that as well. It's kind of one of these things that it's, um, yeah, it's a big part of base values. Yeah, I think one of the big points, my gosh, Mike Basson is just crushing the chat today because I keep bringing him up. Oh, yeah. But he's like, how much do you think threshold payments help liquidity in the football game? And I think that's actually, like, I worry that that's what they're overlooking. That, and they know this data, that, like, I'm assuming most people don't win a threshold and withdraw. And so they're actually using it to, like, throw it back in the game, which obviously helps get cards moving in the, on the market. At some point, they're going to start taking a transaction fee on football. I mean, that's another one. Like I assume they're going to do that because it's like they're doing it everywhere else. And I think they used yeah. that foreseeable, foreseeable future line there as well. But it's not just like you're giving out 
25 or 50 bucks to everyone every week. Like there's, there are ripple effects to what happens to the market when that liquidity is gone. So that's why I wonder if they actually will move the goalposts a little bit first mm -hmm. and just see how much of an effect that has. I don't know. What I don't think that they're going to do is introduce fees on football and keep the threshold. Like everyone's like, oh yeah, that'll just pay for the threshold. It's like, that's not how this is going to work. This is going to be more money to them and less money to us. And it's that simple. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I think a part of that is in kind of in line with growth also, but because like, um, as long as it, again, I think it just all comes down to what the actual reward structure is paying out. Like, um, you know, it is, you know, if you're taking something away, there has to be something else to replace it to sustain like how vibrant the competition has been to this point, you know, particularly in All-Star Rare. People do build teams specifically for it. And there's a whole kind of market circled around those cards that will score 50 on average, you know, they'll never do more, never do less. Um, and then those cards, but like you say, it's also the liquidity feeds back into it, but it's also the cutting your teeth part of it as well, you know, and realizing like how hard it is to get a team that scores 380, you know, and what that takes. And then like, oh, what score, what guy, you know, that, oh, that guy actually, I think he's an amazing player, but he can't break 58 or, you know, so I think not only the monetary side of things, but the actual, for the people that do want to try it, it's like a great, it's like a great like kind of proven ground everyone goes through. Is grinding thresholds to then bashing thresholds to then write amateur cards, you know, like it's a nice, um, and I know there's some other things that limited in common, so they try and replace that with to an extent as well. But if you're going to spend proper money on proper cards, I think that is hard to replace in that respect. So, <clears throat> do you think that they can re just replace thresholds with? some sort of, I mean, are we really going back to the progression bar? But like, is it basically that? Like, I think there's there's a part of the threshold part of the game that allows people to think that they're winning while not having to compete against like the biggest galleries. Like playing against the game is different than playing against everyone else. And so you can have you know, if it's 380 points to win a tier three and all-star rare, but you score 255, like you won something. And yeah. is the one something more valuable or more important, excuse me, than the here is your ETH. Like, does that make sense? Like if they still have a beat the game part of so rare, is that enough? Whatever. Almost, almost like what they have in the global cup right now. Like what, what, what if that was... Uh the beat the game thing you had to beat dan and uh what's his face is dan and carl's lineup yeah yeah i mean i i think there's i think that part of the game is underrated that like you don't need to beat everyone who can roll out a real madrid or Bayern or yeah. Liverpool stack just beat this score and doing that keeps these cards that normally we wouldn't want and it keeps them somewhat or, or maybe the answer to that maybe the answer to that is just go to the same uh scoring method that we have in basketball i pay a lot of money for guys that don't score that well just because they don't score that well yeah, <laughs> for basketball. They, might, they might score that well this week that's right and there'll be situations like that in, in football where it makes a lot soccer where that happens um, just because Quinny's on the on on the podcast this week doesn't mean I'm calling it football. <laughs> uh, but there'll be there'll be moments where you know a guy's hurt and and whatever Benzema's hurt and whoever his backup is is playing this week and you're gonna want to plug that guy in and that guy is gonna be worth more this week. That might even be a bad example. I think the better example is guys that are you know constant guys that score 35 to 40 points that are you know worth nothing right now. There might be a week where it's like, oh, well, he's either got a good matchup, they're at home, um, mm -hmm. or he's going to be asked to play in a more attacking role or something like that, and where it is a good spot to, to use that guy. Yeah. I think kind of what you were saying earlier, um, 
Like so that kind of side of things in terms of what NBA brings to it along with what we've had with the Global Cup. Like see if that was the whole common experience. Like you draft, they've all got a value, you start with them, then you go into the arenas, they've all got to meet points totals, you win more cards as you go. You know, that whole that, that whole part of it could be a yeah, that, that, that could be a complete piece, couldn't it? I definitely think that's where we're going for the free-to-play part. Because random commons suck as well. Like if you're thinking about new people, getting random people, you've got no idea who the hell they are. Like You want to come on and at least think, oh, well, I've picked him and I'd picked that guy. Oh, he was only eight points and I know better. And, you know, if you can get those kind of wee things very quickly, I think that's uh, a good one. So I think like, that's, again, I think all this stuff all bumps into each other. And there might be guys that you want to root for and guys that you don't want to root for. Sure. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's how I started. Like when I joined, so that was like November 2020. Like you got your comments with a salary cap and everyone had a salary and you just had to draft guys within that. And looking back, I was very, very bad at it, but it at least got my cards. Like, I think... I mean, they obviously went back to it with the Global Cup. Like, I think that's a much more valuable game to people than here are 20 cards. Go, go, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Like the NBA one, like I have awful NBA comments. And like when I got my, you, you can choose one of the five to start. And literally I had like no Doncic, no Giannis, no curry no Moran. like i got carl anthony towns was the best one i had who they probably thought was great because he did the video but like yeah and like that I game was not fun yeah so Ambo wants to know where we're all at and overall in the global cup and i don't know because i don't know how to check <laughs> i've been afk all day i have no even got any idea i stopped after the first match week i stopped really caring I think so many people built for match day one and it just so turns out that was the match day that really went off with some big scores mm-hmm. because um, match day two and obviously match day three we're halfway through the now there's not been the same like volume of huge scores I don't think is what we had on match day one in such a predictable way you know it was all the you know, it was all the England smashing France whatever so I think match day one you guys you guys have spoke about it before we we're leading up to it but it was huge and it's kind of decided this group stages. I haven't even looked at the draft yet. I'm looking forward to doing that tomorrow. Yeah. We have to do that tomorrow? Oh, God. <clears throat> Andy, what do you think about burning cards? No. That's no. my only response, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Quinny? I'd be happy to like, burn custom series cards or commons. Again, something <laughs> like... How could you burn the most collectible things on the platform? But again, if it gets you like a Diamond Series Greg Berhalter, then maybe you want to do that. (laughs) Really pushing this Berhalter card. (laughs) (laughs) It just depends on how they want to do it, you know. But if it was like burn four bronze US Custom Series cards and get one gold or something like that. I think people are more interested in like how many real limited cards to get something else. Like, yeah. I'm in 30,495th place. It seems okay. But I, but I have I have both De Bruyne and Kamik, so um, I don't know. I don't know how how I've gotten there with those two midfielders. Um, where did, I don't even know where to go. Here we go. Live Global Cup. Go. 99062. That seems bad. Probably not. Up to 540,000. Top 20%, though, I think. What does that get me? Does that get me the Bear Halter Diamond or no? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, um, 40,000. Of... That's a number. Got, got the champ right here. Yeah, you're winning, Andy. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. I have. Yeah, nice. I don't know. What I find oh, funny is everybody... somehow got a sexy today. Who did? <laughs> De Bruyne. Yeah. Also, Captain Bonus. 
Mike said, I cannot believe how many sensible people chose KDB. Yeah, he was awful. So bad in all three games. Just looked like an old bag of bones. Yeah, it's almost like that team is dust and nobody realized it. Yeah. The golden generation when they're all 34 doesn't work yeah. as well. I just thought De Bruyne could one man it, but at least that was kind of my hope going into at least this one match day is De Bruyne can he can run it. If somebody can take a, a match, kicks like, or something, you know. Yeah. Nope. I remember Kaku, man. how many he was trying so hard to miss tonight, wasn't he? Who, Lukaku? Oh. Ah, he's terrible, man. And I haven't bounced off him. I don't know if you've seen it, but hmm. it was um ah, it was wild. Like not great. Not great. One, the, one of the ones, probably the worst one, would have been called off for a corner anyway. So he's kind of, you know, probably sleep well tonight knowing that, but oh, he was brutal. I do remember, I think he was on an end product, which if anybody who doesn't listen to the end product podcast, you, you're giving your, you're, it's a huge disservice not to. But I think you guys were talking about that with KDB, that like, yeah, like kind of similar to like an NBA. There are like certain guys who like might be able to just take over and he's one of them. And today, he just couldn't take over enough. No. Well. Definitely missing Holland. <laughs> yeah. The So to back to the burn thing, because I, I have already lost in chat, but somebody's like, yeah, you burn like five tier threes to get a tier two limited. I think that's basically what you do when you make a deal with Pavel. <laughs> <laughs> Like Pavel Trader is the yeah. so rare burn mechanism. That's all. Yeah, you're 100% right. <laughs> Which, Quinny, shout out to you for that shirt that you uh, were sporting the other day. That's a Belter, isn't it? I'm like so... That was from... My lack of awareness is so bad because I watched that entire show that you did and I didn't notice the shirt until... <laughs> Until Andrew said something about it, and I was like, "Wait a minute! I think I watched that one." And I went back, and I was like, "Yep, I sure did." I, it literally, like, I couldn't even listen to the first like thirty seconds of the video because I was like, just like <laughs> laughing at the shirt so much. I loved it. Where was that from? So rare merch. So it's merch. From so, so merch, which is run by the fantastic people at the So Rare Odyssey. So Etienne Twenty Three, that's my manager name, and uh, Mark Patrick Rare. Um, so yeah, it's all over Twitter and stuff like that. I think they've got a wee shop open. They've got some stuff as well. They were telling me about it last time they were in the studio, but when they're starting out, what they've done, I've seen the Enzo one and it's beautiful, but what they're doing is they're minting five customs, five custom t-shirts and they're like all like so rare, like cult heroes. So Enzo's one, I think there might be a Sassinia or a Vanakin or something, but, and it's like a proper, it looks like graffiti art like almost of like Che Guevara or something, but it's Enzo Fernandez and it's on, on a nice t-shirt, like it's well-made and well-designed and all that. And I think they're doing that for their launch. So if you do see the Twitter stuff and all that, and like there's stuff on there that's, that is pretty cool. Need to find it as well. Yeah. And yeah. I, like I've got, uh, like people don't need to know this, but like I've got a lot of like uh, gig t-shirts, like in like that t-shirt, I'm just going to, it's, it's good. It's a good t-shirt. If you know what I mean? It's not like, Mm -hmm. um, it's, no crap. it's no cheap crap. Let me tell you that. It's a good t-shirt. I want one. Simple as that. There's a lampy one. There's a lampy one. I think Mikey said it. There's a lampy one. Hmm. I have a lampy card. Does that get me a shirt? I should probably <laughs> make that happen. <laughs> oh, well. <clears throat> so, yes, uh, that's so merch. So rare Odyssey all those good people. Yeah. So merch is there. Like, is that the website or is that their uh, Twitter handle? I guess I could just... Yeah, I'm sure it's so... I think it's both so merch. So merch.co. I think it's the site. Hmm. Yes, okay. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. So, yeah. So, they brought it around... So, Sean uh, Etienne23 came around to the studio. We did the... We watched the very first game of the World Cup, which was Ecuador against Qatar. And I don't think anyone came to the live stream. It was just me and Etienne. <laughs> we were just watching Qatar-Ecuador. And he brought the T-shirt over for me. And I was like, oh, this is quality, man. It's, it's proper good. It's the it's the font. It's the color. It's like it yeah. the notification. You know, <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. Um. So yeah. Yeah, I'll Very definitely have to check that out for sure. Is that the future of so rare? T-shirts, hats, maybe. Pavel Traders rejected your offer. Will definitely be 
merchandise you'll see all over the world in the next couple of years. <laughs> I did see. Remember the story I had there? They'll be a, the next one they do. Somebody will have that T-shirt on, you know. Yeah. But I'll have like maybe spaghetti on it, and you know, just be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll be doing something in one of the wee shots in the advert, or like oil grease or something, they're fixing their bike chain or something. Oh, I'll check the teams, you know. I think uh, Nicholas liked the tweeter, so he acknowledged it. The the T-shirt, so. Maybe there's something there. Andy, do you think, since you've been dabbling in NBA and MLB, do you think football is the biggest so rare sport in a year? Yeah, it still will be, yeah. Okay. Do you think it will be after thresholds taken away? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're smart enough to do that, to approach that in a way that does not you know, incite the masses. Uh, if, really? if they're not, then, you know, they're burning their, their product down to the ground. So uh, I think that it's they're- not the burn mechanism we were talking about? Yeah, right. <laughs> I think they're intelligent <laughs> enough to come up with a incentive that people would uh, be okay with, a trade-off, a compromise, something right. like that. Right. So- Quinny, it is today is December 1st, 2020. We have about 185,000, we're over 185,000 users who own one or more car. Nice. Where, where do you think we are six months after the Prem is announced? Ooh, six months after the Prem? If do we even need six months? Like, do you think everybody who is come who joins because of the prem joins within three months, one month? Well, one seems aggressive, but like, is it not I until next season actually that they really start to come? Timing is quite important on this stuff because again, like like the gym memberships analogy, like you maybe don't need to start playing FPL or even you definitely don't need to play so rare at the beginning of the season. Um, but people will be open to these things at different points of like the football year or even just our life of what's going on and the holiday season is definitely where you could pick up a new game or a new habit or a new hobby or whatever so if it, I don't know if it comes out in like mid-February I don't know if yeah maybe six months is by the time you're getting warmed up for the new season maybe that's when the uplift would happen for example whereas like if it did kind of slice in in the next week or two and they could really you know so again they were talking about all this promotion stuff for the global cup and I think they've done a lot of good stuff but I'm expecting to see Messi at halftime on the TV with Soraya. You know, I'm expecting to see that advert somewhere pop up soon, you know, or something similar to it. Um, so, you know, if eventually that does roll out and they do that kind of stuff and they caught it in December, you know, people have maybe, and again, I've seen this to some day earlier, but I think the Global Cup advertising-wise for Soraya, I think the main job they wanted wasn't necessarily that chart to go up. I mean, obviously, going up is nice, but... I think they wanted just increased name recognition because the amount of people you guys have talked about on this show probably more than anyone. You can literally go to anyone. Oh, a place so rare. What? You know, like, <laughs> what even is that? You know, yeah. like, it doesn't, you know, so, like, they need to get past that before releasing the Prem, of course. So I think this is what they've tried to use the World Cup for. It's just then they've been on all these, like, you know, John, Fiago, all these guys have got millions of views on all their Global Cup stuff, like their shorts and their TikToks and everything. It's huge exposure. So then when the Premier League comes out, all these people that have seen this stuff, they've already heard of it. And I think that's all they've really wanted from this Global Cup is when the Prem comes or when they do really push things out, people see it and all that. Oh, yeah, that thing again? What was that? Oh, yeah, some, oh, yeah I seen that yesterday. Or, you know, I think that's the kind of step that the Prem should be happening around. So, again, I think it's quite time. I think it's quite... That's the best I've got. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think you made a really good point that kind of reminded me of something else. I was talking to somebody that I used to work with who has been involved in fantasy sports for like 30 years, basically, for as long as you could possibly be involved in, in fantasy sports here in the U.S. And we were talking about so rare MLB initially and how it didn't really take off. Like, I don't know how I don't know what the expectations were. But it's obviously not a huge game yet. And he said, every, every fantasy game he's ever seen that launched midseason just didn't take off. Meaning didn't take off right away. Because like 
for traditional American sports, like a big part of playing fantasy sports is the draft and like getting your players at the beginning of the season. And people get really excited, like leading up to seasons. And if you're midway through, it's like the people who, there are so many people who get really excited before seasons start and they drop off. But then other people are just kind of like already in their games. Fantasy baseball is kind of unique just in a lot of ways. But I do wonder if we don't, like if they announce the Prem and like we start getting cards like right after the World Cup, I do wonder if it'll take until July, August for it to really like register with the Premier League people that they're expecting will, you know, storm the gates and buy cards because like we're halfway through the season. So like nobody wants to start a, a fantasy game midway through the season, even though so rare itself is just like game week to game week. Like they're all different. You can kind of start whenever you want. But just like in the mind of people, in people's minds, like fantasy sports start when seasons start. And so I wonder if we'll actually have a a bigger push of users closer to like this summer because of the Premier League than we do right when they announce and start selling cards. Does that seem reasonable, Andy? Yeah. Sure. I think there's other factors too. Like we we see how the market... reacts in general to like cards that are that are released at the end of their their seasonality where it's like yeah actually in three months they lose their bonus and that whole thing uh but yeah he's an expert there what's that Quinny's an expert there like didn't the celtic cards come out in like april uh no it was like march i know april may april may time um you can check whenever i bought mcgregor mcgregor was a day one auction so yeah, whatever. I, th- I think that's that. de- so, definitely yeah. definitely a factor. Then, and then um, the whole like, when does the license agreement actually start? Is it for the 2022-23 season? 20 you know 23 season? I don't know. So that of course matters. And then yeah, I agree with what you said. Like people care at the beginning. They get hyped up at the beginning. That's when they are really wanting to to hop into it. Uh, Qu- Quinny made an awesome point, like comparing the gym memberships in FPL. Like that's when people are looking to get in and then they forget about it or um, they're, they're either retained or not retained at that point. Right. Right. Mark said in chat, he thought the first week of January would be the best for the Prem. I feel like the only reason, like I, I've heard other people say this as well. And I feel like the only reason is just because like, oh, the World Cup's over. So let's do something else as opposed to just like we get back into the groove. I also feel like there's a break. There's like an FA Cup weekend that like in the second week of January, something like that, where like they're not actually playing Premier League matches because they have that, they like jam them in on Boxing Day and New Year's Eve and all that stuff. But I don't know. I don't know if there's a best time. I think sooner is better than later for everything. But yeah, I just wonder... So I think what's going to happen is they're going to take these cards out. We're not going to see, I don't know how you can like look at the price, look at the user chart and just be like, oh yeah, it'll keep going up like this. I'm going to try to pull it up here. Um, Just because there's just too many, like how do you improve on this growth? (laughs) I think the numbers that matter is when we see the casual league from like, I don't know, the first or second week in January, whenever we've or even maybe even over Christmas when we've got enough kind of teams back up and running. When you see um yeah, the casual league how that's grown. Because like I was mentioning earlier, I don't think the Global Cup, I don't think they're too they're too bothered about this chart. I think they're just all concerned about name recognition, get some people opening their accounts and figuring it out and like, you know, um having that kind of try before you buy element. So I'd be interested to see how the casual numbers actually progress over because so obviously now the Global Cup and all the international specials dominate the whole SO5 arena they're now. So once they go away and we get back to game weeks, I think that'll be a really interesting tell. Yeah. So- that, that chart you just had very obviously shows that all of our wives, dogs, cats are getting custom series cards is, is what I'm seeing there. That's what it's telling me. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm not 100% sure that includes them, to be honest. I'll, have to, <laughs> I'll double check on that, to be honest. I think it has to because it's, it's, it's uh, uh, users with at least one card and a lot of those people won exactly one card. Exactly one. Yeah, I, oh, I'm not 100%, to be honest, um, mostly because of the way that those are presented in the API. They might be different. Uh, I'll find out. I'll, I'll follow up on that. The, there's a two World Cup games going ju that just started. So I'm going to cut us off quickly. But after this, one last question, because I like this question from Daniel Cooper. Will new users be able to get commons just from the prem in their onboarding? Like, we want everybody, we want the prem because all the people who play FPL and who follow the prem can join. And what happens when they get all of these guys from Belgium and the Netherlands and Turkey that they don't want? What's, how does that, have, have, do you think that matters? And do you think that that's actually like a turnoff for these people? These people. Yeah, people want to play with cards that they they know who they are. Like, right. they, I'm sorry, like um, they don't want JNK League cards, or I mean, some people do, but the the masses don't. They want, you know, um, KDB and Holland and yeah. uh, whoever. Right, right. They want KDB, not Kim Taewon. And yeah. <laughs> by the way, I have yeah. a Kim Taewon and not a KDB myself, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think if the Global Cup format became like the onboarding process and like, you know, you've got the points and if you want to go pick up eight guys from the Prem and then two guys from Celtic or two guys from wherever you're from or whatever, then you can have that wee bit of mix and match. I think if they did it solely Prem, I think, again, that moves away from what Soria is in a, in, a, in a respect. But I think if you had it where, you know, if you want to pick them all from the Prem, one you go, like no one's going to stop you. We don't want you playing the common cards that are in Division Two Germany and stuff like that. You know where you gen you will have zero, you know, uh, engagement with. You know, so I think if they do that, then having them just readily available and they can be selected is the, the key part of it, really, rather than yeah. doing it especially for it. So <clears throat> this is actually going to be the last thing. Do you think it's better for them to have regional common competitions or? they get rid of all existing commons and we all start over from scratch and do like a global cup draft and we go from there. I think you don't piss off a ton of people. <laughs> You're going to piss off a lot of people by getting rid of commons or yeah. their existing commons yeah. for, and with the opportunity to draft exactly who you want. Yeah, the opportunity to get worse commons than they already have now. Yes, that's fair. You'll piss people all that off. farming you've done. Boom. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> With that said, there, I, I think that there, you could do something where it's like every July first, you redraft your commons or something like that to like reset everybody back to the same level. You could do something like that. Yeah, but you gotta, you better announce that soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Maybe just that... be something now going forward. That's the way commons work. And if you've got commons from before, then. Good luck to you. Well done. And anyone joining now, this is a script like you're saying draft every year or, or draft when you come on and then go from there. Go from there. I, I do feel like having only one common competition really does a disservice to anyone who wants to play, to, to really play, mm -hmm. because so much of the game is like, do I play my best card here or do I put it here? And do I want to put uh, this U23 here, even though he's got a perfect matchup so I can play him an all-star, like that part of the game is like, that's a huge strategy part of the game that is completely missing from the casual game. And the fact that like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how many commons I have at this point, but like if I'm only using five per week and then just chucking the rest in training, like that's not helping me like get better at the game in no. the future. Oh, well, I don't know. All right. Oh, sorry. I, I, I was going to say, I'm thinking from their side of things, if they did open regions, you're kind of like multiplying your common like commitment as a company by like five in terms of manpower and generating rewards and leaderboards and all the rest of it and everything else. Maybe, I don't know, because again, I know we're trying to go much to football, so but just when you're saying there, even if they ended in, probably wouldn't need to do underdog, but you could do like specialist 
for common and stuff like that, then you're at least getting that whole L15 under 40, getting an over 60, and you can maybe try and play that side of things as well. So, sorry. Yeah, I think there's a lot that they could do even in that part part of the game that I guess doesn't require them to get rid of all commons and have us start over. I, I have one last thing before you sign us off. Yeah. Um, I want Quinny's scoring predictions for the two games that are going on right now. Um, I can't remember what they were when I recorded them. So, um, <laughs> oh, you already you are. I, I I've got um. So let me see what game it's uh, Japan, isn't it? Okay, I think Germany are going to win like six 0 or something. It's going to be a big German win, and uh, I think Spain won't be too far behind them. But Japan will probably score a goal or two. So maybe like four two to Spain, three one. And I think Germany are going to batter Costa Rica. So take the over on goals, Quinny. Huh? Yeah, I was going to say, we, we needed this uh, yeah, over on goals minutes, for eight minutes ago. Banging goals. All right. Uh, thank you to everybody who has joined us. The chat was uh, particularly active today. Clearly, everybody comes in because Quinny's here. Quinny, thank you for coming on and joining us. Thank you. Um, if you all could please hit the like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the channel. That's always helpful. Go over to Quinny3001, subscribe to that channel if you haven't already. It'd be silly if you haven't subscribed already. And then just click all of his videos and just hit like, like all of them. And then just keep <laughs> put them on in the background <laughs> while you're watching football just to get those views up. So, um, yeah, I'll be back next week with uh, Sean for the strategy show, NBA show as well, and then Sora Andrews later in the week. And I feel like we didn't finish today. So maybe we can trick Quinny to come back very soon. We'll see. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, and uh, good luck in the Global Cup.